Well, what's good, folks? Anthony TJ Andrews here. Another installment of the one, the only Rooftop Chronicles. Thanks for chilling with the homie. I am uh, eating a little snack, so if you hear a little rattle, I'm eating kettle cooked original potato chips <laughs> from Kroger. Um, love that kettle cooked taste and crunch. I hope it doesn't throw you guys off. If you got a little snack, go ahead and get you a little snack. Get you some pretzels or some hummus. <laughs> some hummus and pita bread. Yeah, some, I don't know, some Oreos, Doritos. Get you a little something, you know. Sit back and eat your snack while you enjoy this dope podcast. But, yeah, I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are doing great. Um, So I had a, a thought that I just wanted to express to you guys and um, see how you felt about it. And um, was more so like a question. And I'll elaborate on the answer that I got from this question that popped into my head. So here's a question. So what happens if the light bulb just doesn't go on in your life or doesn't come on in your life? Like what happens if that, that light switch, it just doesn't come on? What do you do then? Because I've heard like a lot of people have you know, light bulb moments and say like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. You know, this is, this is, this is the place that I'm supposed to, you know, go, you know, this is where I'm supposed to move. This is my assignment. So like, but what happens if that doesn't occur? What happens if you, if you don't have an epiphany, you know? So what do you do then? How do you, how do you maneuver? How do you continue to carry on your life like do you or do you just go on and you just continue to exist so the question well the answer that I got from it was like even if the light bulb doesn't come on you still gotta just go after you still gotta like tear the walls down you gotta throw a boulder at the light switch or you gotta you know completely watt out you know or you know, burn out the light bulb, even if it doesn't come on, you got to go after something. You got to go after it, period. It, because if you don't, then then life's just going to pass you by. Um, you're going to just be existing. And like, we all know that existing just sucks. You know, it's not, it's not a fun thing to do, you know, just to exist and just to watch time go by. We're not supposed to just exist and watch time go by. We're supposed to be innovative and we're supposed to be creative and we're supposed to we're supposed to add to the the wave of change that's that's slowly but surely showing its head and we're supposed to we're supposed to uh be original blueprint makers for this new wave that that's coming forward you know in the secular world in the you know, in the Christian world, you know what I'm saying? From a Christian world's perspective, or from a Christian viewpoint, we're supposed to go after it. We're not supposed, like, we're supposed to evolve. We're supposed to get better. You know, like, I see a lot of, like, 
people or churches now, you know, they you can literally you can watch live stream. You can live stream a church service. You can, you know, a lot of churches have, you know, different campuses and, you know, some churches still don't. But but you can still go to their churches and see that there are simple things that, you know, that church is doing to stay current, not to say that we're chasing the world, but we are supposed to evolve, not to say that we have to enhance the gospel because the gospel doesn't need to be enhanced. You know, it, it is the good news. It is the best news that we could have ever gotten. The gospel doesn't need to be enhanced, but the way that we go out and we pursue individuals and the way that we draw people to Christ and the way that we go fishing because, you know, we're supposed to be fishers of men, the way that we go out and we fish for people, that's supposed to change over a period of time. Like, we're supposed to be fly. We're supposed to be dope. You know, but we're always supposed to be rooted in, in, and grounded with the word of God. We're always, you know, our, even our relationships, even our even in our relationships or our relationship with God, that's supposed to be something that constantly evolves to a brand new state over and over and over again. It's supposed to evolve. We're supposed to go after it, you know. And to, you know as many who want to receive the spirit of God, you know, let them receive it, let them come, you know, like we're supposed to, we're supposed to go after it. Even if that light bulb doesn't go off, even if we don't have that grandiose idea, like we're supposed to, what, whatever is, whatever season that we're in, we're supposed to endure it, persevere through it. And God will work all things out together for good to them that love the Lord, to them who are called according to his purpose. You know, it is with purpose or it is for the sake of purpose that we are enduring these things that we are enduring. You know, one of my favorite lines from my all time favorite movie is The Matrix. Uh, the Matrix is um, when it is, I believe it is the second one. I think is the second one. Yes, yeah, the second one where Agent Smith comes up to Neo and he's talking to Neo and he says, you know, we're here back to take what you took from us, Mr. Anderson. We're here back to take purpose and he goes on and he says you know it is purpose that creates us is purpose that um makes us is purpose it's purpose that guides us that thrive you know that thrives us you know and it's about purpose and his whole ordeal was he felt as though he had no purpose now we know that our overall purpose is to bring, bring glory to god so i don't necessarily know if it was the purpose that he was after it was just like because inevitably he died you know, trying to, quote unquote, pursue his purpose, which was to destroy all human life. But Neo's assignment, you know, outweighed his purpose. He, Neo's assignment outweighed Morpheus's purpose because Neo knew that he already knew his purpose. He was the one. But his assignment was to come in and to help set people free. Jesus Christ's assignment was to come in to die on the cross. But he already knew his purpose. I am the savior of the world, but the per the assignment that I have is as important so if we get like too stuck on purpose then we'll let like all of the other assignments you know, go by the wayside and that's not a good thing you know the assignments will will go lacking because we're so fixated on trying to pursue our purpose our purpose the reason why we were created was to bring glory to god Another side note, you ever notice how basketball, like, okay, LeBron James has this dope statement and he says, I am more than an athlete. And he says that because 
He's been on several different platforms. The man has a school. Jalen Rose has a school too, but he has a school called the I Promise School, you know, helping inner city youth children, you know, understand their purpose, but find their find their fit or find their assignment so that they can pursue and ultimately end up at that finish line called purpose. He's more than an athlete. He's more than a six foot eight, 260 or 70 pound man. Like he, he's a businessman. He's a father. Like he has different assignments and they all just don't fall under the umbrella of basketball player. Now him being a basketball player, that was an assignment that he had that opened up a lot of other avenues, but that's just not his purpose. His purpose, I believe, is to reach out and to empower other individuals and give them the advantages that they need so that they can, you know, pursue the the goals or the aspirations that they may or may not have had had he not come and given them that that opportunity, if that all makes sense. I guess I was trying to be like really super smart, but in other words, like there's more to us than what we think there is. There is more. And like to pull the layers back from all of that, we have to be willing to kill, you know what I'm saying, the light switch. We got to be willing, like I said, to throw a boulder at it. You know, whatever we have or whatever season that we're in right now, we got to kill that assignment. We got to like destroy, we got to go after it with, with gusto so that we will be able to fulfill the assignment that God has asked us to fulfill and that we, we, we will be able to pursue and complete the purpose that he has for us as well. We are not just mere just bones and flesh. You know, we are we're we're children of God, you know. We're, we're called with a with a purpose. We're called with an assignment, and we have to pursue that. We had we got to complete that, you know. And once again, this is a different tone from last week. I'm not gonna scare you with a, you know, <laughs> face your freaking problems. But if your problem is finding your assignment, face that freaking problem and face yeah, face it and and start with an assignment. Start with something small, you know. Do not fret small beginnings, you know. So even if the light switch doesn't seem to be coming off right now, it doesn't seem to be going off right now, or that buzzer doesn't seem to be going off right now with a grandiose idea, freaking kill whatever situation, whatever season that you're in. You know, kill it, you know? Go after it. Don't don't stay rooted. Don't sit in it. Don't just, like, be a, a ball of existence because that, that, that's not accomplishing anything. Face it, all right? Like, light bulb's not going off. So I'm just going to face, I'm just going to do what I know to do right now. And that's to learn what God wants me to learn in the season that I'm in and believe and have that optimum amount of faith that I'm going to prevail and you're going to prevail and that we all are going to prevail, which is so necessary. So if you don't have that magical light switch going off and you know, something doesn't come over you and something doesn't tell you to go this route or go this way. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. 
kill where you're at right now and kill that light switch right now. Throw a boulder at the light switch. Destroy it. Don't even worry about it. And learn what you're supposed to learn in the season that you're in right now. And when you learn what you're supposed to learn in the season that you're in right now, God will take you to your next destination. And slowly but surely, you'll see how, once again, all things have worked together or will work together or are working together. I was listening to a podcast while I was at work and um, it was uh, Charles Metcalf. I really hope I'm saying his name right. I really hope to go up to, and he's from Transformation Church. He's uh, He helps pastor uh, at Transformation Church. I think he's the director of the creatives team at Transformation Church. It's Mike Taj Church. And uh, he's a dope guy. And uh, him and Charles are dope cats. And um, he talked about um, how our glitch is our gift. And he was coming from, um, uh, he was talking about Paul. It's coming from the scripture that says, you know, uh, there was a messenger of Satan who was sent to, you know, um, buffet the thorn in my flesh. And you're talking about, you know, I prayed to God about this issue that I had or the thorn in the flesh that I had. I prayed to God about it three times, thrice. Three times I prayed about that. And, um, but God said, my grace is sufficient. You know, uh, strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly will I rather glory in my infirmity that the power of God may rest upon me. So I will take, you know, great pleasure in my reproach and in infirmities and, and problems and situations. And I love saying that scripture. You know what I'm saying? I love the, the quote unquote eloquence behind it. Right. But um, it's basically saying that. So it's basically saying that you have to find like. That place inside of you where you no longer look at your your glitch or that thorn in your flesh as a problem, but you look at that thorn in the flesh as a promise that came from God. And it was so dope how he broke it down because he was saying that Paul had said that the thorn in his flesh, which was once taken as like suffering, you know, he took it as, you know, it was a gift. You know, it was, it was purpose, you know, and he he took great joy in the suffering. So it's like, well, that's such a, a crazy thing to do. So the thing that he was suffering with, the thing that Paul was suffering with, he was like, this is the thing that's going to get me to a place in God. And this is the very thing that's going to make me have to depend on God even more. Because if I didn't have this glitch or if I didn't have this thorn in my flesh, then I would become prideful. You know, then I would think that I wouldn't need God. So every glitch that you guys have, every glitch that we all have, like we should praise God for, even if it's like a bad situation or bad relationship or bad financial, you know, circumstance or like career choice and stuff like that. Like God's going to use that stuff. He's going to use it all as a means for us to stay rooted and connected with him. But he's going to use that stuff to catapult us into that new place or catapult us into the assignment that we're supposed to fulfill. And then once we are in that assignment, and then once we are flowing, you know, we can look back and say it was good, you know, that I had that I had been afflicted. You know what I'm saying? So look at your glitches, you know, as your promises. You look at your glitches as, you know, as 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 great gain, you know. So so don't worry about the light switch. You know, don't I know there's like, you know, if there's no light in the room, there is darkness, but there's light on the inside of you. So forget the light switch, you know, worry about the light of God that's on the inside of you. So I hope all that made sense. 
use whatever glitches that you have or whatever circumstances that you think are you know, like going terribly wrong, instead of asking God to take them away from you, ask God what he wants you to learn from him. And that's what Charles Metcalf has said. Like, ask God what he wants you to learn from the quote unquote weak areas that you have in your life. What does he want you to learn from him? You know, he's not going to sometimes he God God's like <laughs> he's funny like that because the very thing that we think like we should get rid of is the very thing that he's like, nah, I'm going to use that. And the very thing that we think that we should keep is like, nah, you got to get rid of that. So it's nothing wrong with being weak because in our weakness, then he is strong. So screw the light switch. Don't worry about that. You got light on the inside of you. Tear that, tear that, you know, throw a boulder at that light switch, throw a wrecking ball at that light switch and look at your problem from a heavenly perspective and know that like God's going to use every one of your weaknesses to get you to the assignment that you're supposed to be in. So you can overall inevitably fulfill the purpose that he wants you to fulfill. So as always, I hope all that made sense. Hope all that was, you know, of, of some use of some help uh, to get you through you know, whatever you're going through. And, um, yeah, if you guys want to join me on the rooftop one day, um, let a brother know. Shoot a brother a text. And, um, yeah, continue to enjoy your snack. I just finished my snack, and, um, we're just going to keep rocking. So I love you guys a lot. And, uh, I, yo, I, I really hope this, like, really helped. Really mean it from the bottom of my heart. So love you guys a lot. Take care. And, um, yeah, I will see you homies next time on the rooftops.